Here's three old episodes from March 2021. I'm hungover and I don't feel like making a podcast today, so I'm just going to recycle the old crapola. Coming up next on the Anti-Woke Podcast. I'm starting to notice YouTube videos about people attacking Tucker Carlson. There was a thing where uh, one of the official Marines, like the U.S. Marines, Twitter account was attacking him because he because he didn't like what Biden was saying. Biden was saying that <clears throat> we need to make uh, the military more inclusive and diversified and you know stuff like that. Something about a maternity flight suit. That was kind of the punchline. Anyways, Tucker's like he was against he was against what Biden said. I don't know if he's He's not against the military, but he's against the way that Biden wants to change the military. So some official military Twitter accounts, you know, who knew they had that, attacked him and called him a bad person. And then people, anyway, you know, people on the internet were fighting. Uh, I'm sure you never heard of that happening, but that's what happened. Then I was watching a show that's talking about how the ratings of MSNBC, CNN, and also I think Fox News, like they're all have their ratings going down since Trump, whatever, till since Biden took over and Trump is gone. Like people, you know, love Trump or hate Trump. Apparently you wanted to watch many hours of conversation about Trump on the uh, cable news networks. And so, something I was watching, so I don't know if this is true exactly, but it sounds right. Something I was watching was saying that now that they don't have Trump to, you know, I don't know about kick around, but to fight, to, uh, you know, to fight the good fight, or whatever, whatever it is they think they're doing, they need a Trump replacement. And so, apparently, Tucker Carlson is a candidate for that. You know, maybe, I'm sure, I'm sure they're going for... Someone else, you know, I'm sure that, you know, if Mike Pence could be a replacement, they would choose him. But, you know, I haven't heard of Mike, haven't heard anything from Mike, Mike Pence in a while. So, so anyways, people are attacking Tucker. And so, the funny thing about that is that I believe, I believe there's starting to be a halfway consensus that the reason why Trump became president in 2016 was because the media gave him so much coverage. Like, you know, he didn't have advertisements and he didn't need them because the coverage he got was, you know, 10 times or 100 times the amount that advertisements could get you. You know, when every single person talking about anything related to politics was talking about Trump, you know, that was good for... It turns out that was good for Trump. You know, it's like maybe... uh Every bit of publicity is good publicity. You know, you might you might think someone criticizing you is bad, but maybe it ain't. So, the question is, who is the next person that the media hates and is therefore going to get elected as president of the United States? Now, I don't know. I'm just, you know, whatever. I I didn't invent this speculation, but the speculation here is that it will be Tucker. Like I think the media got a whiff that people want Tucker to be president. 
You know, I have no clue if he wants to run. But people got a whiff that he that people want him, and then they're like, okay, well then let's attack him. And then the you know the ironic result of attacking someone is that they get you know billions of dollars of free media coverage. So that now everyone knows that person's name. Everyone is you know maybe like say you you know I, th- I think like I think half of Trump supporters are people who hate Democrats. And it may be more than that. So it's like, if you hate Democrats, and then CNN is telling you that Trump is bad, you're like, well, you know, I I didn't like Trump. I don't I don't I don't agree with the you know I don't agree with anything he says, but I do know that the Democrats Democrats hate him. So you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and so it doesn't really take that much to. Uh, whatever, create a phenomenon. And so it's going to be interesting to see if Tucker is the new phenomenon. So I think my friends who support Biden feel like the COVID situation is going well. And that got me thinking about probably nothing that Biden did. It's like... You know, like Trump's economy, for instance. Like, everyone agrees it was pretty good. But first off, presidents are not necessarily really in control of the economy. But in so much as they are, like the first year of Trump's economy, that's Obama's economy, right? It's like, it takes a year before you really change anything on something that huge. And it's something similar with COVID. I don't think it takes, you know, a year to make your mark, but... Probably takes six months. So the first six months of Biden, you're just seeing what would have happened under Trump. What's funny, I don't know if you remember, but right around the election, whatever that is, November, whatever, like a few days after that, the CEOs of one or more of the CEOs of the companies responsible for making the vaccines announced that they had done it. They had achieved the vaccine. We were all saved. And so they did it like a few days after the election. And I'm pretty sure, you know, they could have done it a, f- a few days before that. You know, they could have done it, if they would have done it like four days earlier, it would have been the day before the election. And it very possibly would have swung the election the other direction. And so I don't know if they are against Trump. I mean, these people are just ultra-rich CEOs. So they may, they're probably Republicans. So... I don't know if they're against Trump, or more likely, they don't want to be like James Comey, if you remember him, the FBI guy who did a letter a couple days before Hillary's election, and a lot of people think that that letter cost her the presidency. And so, you know, if you're a CEO, you're probably like, I'm going to stay out of this one. That guy got a lot of flack. So I'm looking at new cases here in America. And they started getting a lot better right around January 9th. I mean, it just it just falls through the floor, basically, January 9th. So, you know, I don't think Biden did something in the, in the first few days of his presidency that made that happen. That's obviously was going to happen either way. So if anyone gets any credit, it would be Trump. And then checking out the deaths... 
about February 13th, those started falling through the floor. So, once again, neither one of those things is because of anything Biden did. I think that Biden is making... Well, if you hate Trump, then, you know, having Biden in there is just making you a lot happier. You're, uh... Who knows? You're probably able to sleep better, uh... And you just hear, oh, the deaths are going down, and I can sleep better, and everything is wonderful. So, you know, perception is reality in a lot of ways. But, yeah, so anyways, Trump, he didn't screw it up that bad, really. Well, if you think what's going on now, he didn't screw it up that bad. I think that he probably could have done a little better. But you look around the world, like, you know, how do you decide if Trump did a good job or a bad job? Well, you pretty much have to compare him to other countries. And I think I think we were a little worse. A little worse than other like European countries. But on the other hand, it's like like poor countries in Africa and South America like did better than all the frickin' rich countries. So, you know, we may never know who did what and if they did it correctly or not. Other people are like they think, oh, right wing presidents did a terrible job but you know over in europe they got they got a few i think right wing more right and more left presidents over there and it's not like oh all the ones that are more on the right did terrible and all the ones on the left did great it's uh it was a real crapshoot so everyone's getting uh, credit and blame that they don't deserve all right thanks for listening so i was watching something about how people on social media or you know hating each other, each side, hates the other side, and I like physics, I like physics, and I like alien stuff, not like, oh, the aliens actually visited here, but more like, you got billions of trillions of stars in the observable universe, so you'd think there probably is aliens out there somewhere, you know, or else we're the only ones ever, so anyways, this is about the great filter, so let me, uh, Try and describe that. I guess I'll start with the Fermi paradox and then I'll tell you about the great filter. So the Fermi paradox is the idea that I think there's like a trillion galaxies and each galaxy has like a hundred billion stars and each star has multiple planets. So, you know, however many zeros you want to throw on that. But there is... There's so many planets, it's crazy. It's just absolutely insane how many planets there are in the universe, the observable universe, or the universe. Don't need to talk about that. So the paradox is, with that many stars, why don't we, you know, why, why, you know, why aren't Wookiees, why aren't uh, Yodas visiting us? I mean... The place should be absolutely jam-packed with different aliens flying around in spaceships and whatnot. Or at least sending radio signals to us. And then we, you know, we could use our radio observatory thingabobbers and be like, Oh yeah, there's another planet with an alien, you know, an intelligent species on it. But, long story short, we've never seen any evidence for any sort of intelligent life out out in the universe. So one of the ideas about why we don't see any intelligent life out there and any radio waves from them is called the great filter. 
So the great filter, the idea of that is that, you know, in these hundred billion trillion stars out there, there's plenty of intelligent life. You know, it you know, it pops up, you know, it pops up here, you know, it pops up here five billion years ago, it pops up there a billion years ago, it pops up everywhere, just popping up, pop, pop, pop. But we still don't see it. So why is that? So the answer is possibly the great filter. And so the great filter is the idea that whenever there's an intelligent, whatever, species on a planet, for some reason, they don't get to live long enough to, uh, you know, send out spaceships or radio waves. So like, you know, for instance, one great filter could possibly be nuclear weapons. So it could be, you know, in the universe, you know, let's just say millions, millions of uh, intelligent life forms exist, but for whatever reason, every single one of those millions of life forms, they kill each other with nuclear weapons. Like, it's just inevitable. You can't get around it. Now, I think that's unlikely. I mean, I don't think anyone thinks that's likely, but it's just, but it's a good example. You know, it could be true. It could be true. There's other There's other ideas. It could be like, I think the Matrix, the idea of the Matrix is like a good one where, you know, every intelligent life form, every every alien society, that's what we'll call them, every alien society invents the Matrix. And then there's no point in leaving your planet. There's no point in sending out radio waves. You just sit on your planet inside the Matrix where, you know, every person gets the gets all of reality to be centered around them. You know, they got the woman in the, you know, they got the super hot woman in the red dress. Or maybe you got a million super hot women in red, red dresses, if that's what you, if that's what you like. So just, you know, everyone sits around and like, with a little thing over their, with a little cap over their brain that connects to it. And uh, it just, you know, they're just hooked up to like, pleasure, basically. You know, whatever kind of pleasure you want. You could, you could be a hero, you could just, sit there with your drool coming out whatever but so i think i think that's a decent chance that every every alien species just says eh, let's just sit around in total pleasure and once you invent that you stop you don't ever leave your planet you don't ever contact anyone and so maybe there are millions of them they're all sitting around in the matrix drooling okay before i get to the next one the matrix one is kind of like you can sit around in the matrix. You can like take matrix heroin mixed with matrix cocaine and have like matrix sex with the woman in the red dress. So, you know, just the absolute maximum whatever. You'd be zooped out of your mind. So, I think, long story short, no matter how moral and upright you are, if you know, if you, once you get a taste of that, you're not going to want to get on a, sh a cramped ship and spend six months, you know, pooping in a bag when you go to Mars to explore another planet. No, you're just going to stay home. Another more interesting one is that, so we've invented nuclear weapons, and they're, you know, they're impressive. If I had a, I wish I, could, I wish I, you know, I wish I could, I wish I had a, a nuke that I could just uh, set off without hurting anyone, but just for the fun of it. I mean, that would be a fun thing to do, kind of like target practice. I wish I could do target practice with little nukes. 
and it was safe and it was legal. But so maybe there's something beyond nukes that we don't know about. Like, you know, you learn how to make like a little black hole. So, you know, like nuclear weapons are take like plutonium and some explosives and some certain types of hydrogen and you put it all together and you get a giant boom. Well, maybe if you take things like that, maybe those exact same things, plus a little something else, a little something-something, and what you can make is a small black hole. And maybe when you make that small black hole, it just eats the entire planet. You know, whoever whoever makes this small black hole for the first time, you know, say you do it in Los Alamos, whatever state that's in, and you make your tiny little black hole, and then it just goes, suck! And it just sucks up the entire planet. And who knows? Maybe it sucks up the entire planet, and then maybe it sucks up the planets around there. And then it sucks up the sun. And then the entire solar system is now the size of a grain of rice, and it's completely black, because it's, you know, it's a black hole. And so you never know about it. It's, you know, floating throughout the... Uh, universe and galaxies is these little grains of rice that are inevitable whenever a intelligent alien species gets to that point and it's just like like people thought i think when they invented nuclear weapons people were like this might light the atmosphere on fire like they didn't know they you know most people thought it would not light the atmosphere on fire and they were right but some people were like, you know what, I think this might set off a chain reaction, a nuclear chain reaction that turns the entire atmosphere of the Earth into a nuclear weapon and just goes boom, and then there we are. So anyways, that did not happen. But the next weapon we do might have some sort of effect like that. You know, maybe it's black hole related. Who knows? Who knows what it'll be? But uh, so that could be another great filter. So... There's millions of intelligent alien civilizations out there. And then as soon as they invent this one little, let's just call it the black hole bomb, they accidentally invent the black hole bomb and then boom, pop, they're gone. That's why like Elon Musk wants to do, um, he wants to send people to Mars. So, you know, hopefully if the black hole bomb only slurps up the Earth, well, then if you have humans living on Mars, then humans are not completely extinct because the Earth is gone, but, you know, you got however many humans you got on Mars. So that's the idea. And then, like I say, if it slips up the whole solar system, then you got to get people on multiple solar systems. Anyways, that's still not my point. Not quite my point, but I do love physics. Okay, so here's my point. This is a little tongue-in-cheek, but not entirely. I think maybe the great filter is social media. So, like, I think of how people hate each other. In America, people hate each other, you know, the... Whatever. People who support Trump and then people who hate Trump. That's, that's a pretty good dividing line. I mean, they hate each other... To the point that they think violence is justified. I mean, they really hate each other. And I think the reason for that is because of social media. It's like you can you can go on social media and get with your five best friends who all agree with you. 
and then they can get together with, you know, the 10 million other people who agree with you, and then there you go. Now you got 10 million people on each side who just are hardcore dedicated into hating the people on the other side, you know, calling them whatever you want to call them, calling them racist, or calling them, you know, that's one side, call them racist. The other side is like, those people want to kill me. <laughs> so either way, <laughs> they're not... They're not going to get along. And so, you know, people talk about a civil war. And so there's different kinds of civil wars. So America is not going to have a civil war like the American Civil War from like the 1860s. Like you can't have, I don't know, Alabama versus New York or whatever. Because everyone, you know, everyone's mixed in. Every state has people on both sides. Every state has people who would like to destroy other people within the same state. And in fact, it goes down to the city level. So you can't even have like city versus the country or anything like that. But that's fine. There's another kind of civil war. In fact, a much more common kind of civil war. Unlike that one that we had in America in the 1860s. The more common kind of civil war is like the one they had in Syria or, you know, 50 other civil wars in the last 100 years, you know, poor countries that have civil wars. Poor countries with civil wars don't do it by state. They just have everyone gets a gun and just starts fighting everyone else. You know, maybe they're fighting the government. You know, maybe they weren't fighting the government, but then the government cracks down on them, and now they're fighting the government. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter who you fight. The long story short is you just destroy the country down to rubble. You know, if you do it right, a.k.a. if you do it wrong, you just, everyone fights everyone until the country is reduced to rubble. And so I think social media might be the great filter. Basically, it's going to take every country in the world and it's going to reduce it to rubble, you know, like America... You know, you're, you know, Sweden, whatever, whatever country you think can't do it, Sweden, China, Japan, maybe Japan will survive. I don't know. So there we go. The great filter, social media. Thanks for listening. Bye. Twitter handle at anti Podcast. Thanks for listening.